The Daily 202's Big Idea is sponsored by U.S. Bank, the power of possible. Learn more at usbank.com newsroom. Good morning. I'm James Holman from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Tuesday, July 10th. In today's news, as President Trump heads to London, the British prime minister is struggling to keep her government from imploding. Authorities say 50 immigrant families separated at the border will be reunited today. And national Republicans withdraw their support for a New Jersey House candidate caught making racially charged comments. But first, the big idea. Trump picks a D.C. insider for the Supreme Court. Tonight, it is my honor and privilege to announce that I will nominate Judge Brett Kavanaugh to the United States Supreme Court. President Trump nominated federal judge Brett Kavanaugh to the Supreme Court on Monday night, a move that elevates a conservative stalwart with deep ties to the Republican establishment to succeed retiring Justice Anthony Kennedy. Kavanaugh is 53 years old. He lives in the Maryland suburbs of Washington, serves on the U.S. Court of Appeals for the D.C. Circuit, and worked in top jobs in George W. Bush's White House before moving to the federal bench. He served as a clerk to Kennedy in the early 1990s alongside Justice Neil Gorsuch, whom Trump nominated for the Supreme Court last year. He also went to the same elite private high school as Gorsuch. Kavanaugh will begin immediately visiting with senators on Capitol Hill. While speaking in the East Room of the White House last night alongside his wife and two daughters, he said he would deliver this message. I will tell each senator that I revere the Constitution. I believe that an independent judiciary is the crown jewel of our constitutional republic. If confirmed by the Senate, I will keep an open mind in every case. And I will always strive to preserve the Constitution of the United States and the American rule of law. Kavanaugh's link to the Bush political dynasty gave Trump pause during the search process, and he peppered associates with questions about whether his base would embrace the judge. But ultimately prodded by top advisors and veteran Republicans, Trump decided that Kavanaugh's lengthy conservative judicial record made up for any lingering concerns about how some of his core supporters would view the pick. Trump also was urged on by Kennedy himself, who preferred Kavanaugh. But the president chose him against the advice of Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, who called Trump last Friday to warn that Kavanaugh would be harder to confirm than the other finalists because he is known as very partisan and his decisions have been polarizing. McConnell pointed out that there is a lot in Kavanaugh's lengthy paper trail that could cause headaches and relitigate some of the most controversial chapters of the Bush years. Kavanaugh, a Yale Law School graduate, has served on the federal bench for 12 years now. Before becoming a judge, he was a fast-rising Republican lawyer, active in the Federalist Society, who first gained notice decades ago when he helped lead the investigation into Bill Clinton under independent counsel Ken Starr. Kavanaugh was plunged into national politics when he was tasked in 1994 with investigating the death of Clinton's deputy White House counsel, Vince Foster, and later with laying out the grounds for impeaching Clinton in the wake of the president's affair with a White House intern. But Kavanaugh has a very expansive view of executive power. Since going after Clinton, he has written multiple articles arguing that the president should never get distracted by civil lawsuits, criminal investigations, 
or even questions from a prosecutor or defense lawyer while in office. He also does not believe a president can be indicted. These positions hearten Trump, but they're a cause of concern for Democrats, including Cory Booker, the Democrat from New Jersey. Here's what he said last night. Um, I'm very concerned that President Trump would pick the one person who has a record for uh, saying that the president of the United States shouldn't be under criminal investigation. So this is very disturbing. Bush nominated Kavanaugh to the appeals court in 2003, but Democrats held up his confirmation for three years because of his work in the Bush White House and as a primary author of The Star Report. Kavanaugh was eventually confirmed in 2006 as part of a compromise deal between Republicans and Democrats to confirm a big batch of judges. On the D.C. Circuit, Kavanaugh has been a consistent conservative with rulings that often advance executive power and restrain the government bureaucracy. In a ruling later reversed by his colleagues, Kavanaugh declared unconstitutional the structure of the consumer watchdog agency known as the CFPB, finding that it gives too much executive control to a, quote, single, unaccountable, unchecked director. In a Second Amendment case, Kavanaugh said he would have struck down Washington, D.C.'s regulations banning certain semi-automatic long guns. Kavanaugh now faces many hurdles, though he's ultimately likely to be confirmed. An intense media and political spotlight and a divided Senate where Republicans hold just 51 seats. The White House on Monday invited several key lawmakers, Republicans and Democrats, to the announcement. One of them was Susan Collins, the Republican senator from Maine. She declined to attend, saying she'd get a better sense watching from home. Meanwhile, hundreds protested outside the Supreme Court as Trump made his announcement. Senate Democrats from red states such as Joe Manchin of West Virginia, Heidi Heitkamp of North Dakota, Doug Jones of Alabama, and Joe Donnelly of Indiana, all considered potential yes votes, were also invited to the White House but declined to attend. They are under immense pressure from their base on the left not to vote for Kavanaugh. Republican leaders firmly believe that Kavanaugh will be instrumental in pitching the ideological makeup of the court to the right and leaving a conservative imprint on the law for a generation. He is undeniably farther to the right than Kennedy. And that's the big idea. Here are three other headlines that should be on your radar. Number one, British Prime Minister Theresa May is struggling to keep her government from imploding following the resignation of Foreign Secretary Boris Johnson. While Johnson's stock has fallen lately due to his divisiveness, the British political class has long assumed that he covets the keys to 10 Downing Street. Now, his departure hints at a possible leadership challenge within May's Conservative Party. May sought to address Johnson's resignation during an appearance before Parliament yesterday. She was laughed at by her opponents, including some in her own party. And similarly to recognise the passion that the former Foreign Secretary demonstrated in promoting... in promoting... May's position became less tenable after the 2017 election, when Conservatives lost their majority in the chamber. That has prompted hardline supporters of Brexit to openly debate whether to call a vote of no confidence that could sweep her from power. In Johnson's resignation, he wrote that the Brexit dream is, quote, dying, suffocated by needless self-doubt. Number two, more than 50 immigrant children under the age of five who were separated from their parents at the U.S. border with Mexico are expected to be reunited with them today. Another 40 children who are also in that very young age group are still waiting to be returned to their parents despite a court-imposed deadline that has now passed. That's because the Trump administration either has not been able to match them with their parents or has not yet cleared the parents to take custody. In related news, 
pregnant women who were detained at six different immigration detention centers under the Trump administration say they have been denied proper medical care while at facilities and have been abused by federal officers. The women have been shackled around the stomach when being transported between facilities, and they describe being ignored when they were having miscarriages. As a result of this, a new ICE directive states that the agency is responsible for ensuring pregnant detainees receive medical care and that women should not be held into their third trimester. Number three, the National Republican Congressional Committee withdrew an endorsement late Monday night of a House candidate in New Jersey after reporters dug up many offensive comments that he's made recently about African-Americans and Hispanics. The candidate, Seth Grossman, was a former elected official in Atlantic County. He was not the Republican's first choice to run in New Jersey's 2nd District to replace the retiring GOP Congressman Frank Lobayundo, but he won the primary. The NRCC chairman said in a statement Monday night, quote, bigotry has no place in society, let alone in the U.S. House of Representatives. This ensures Democrats will pick up the GOP-held seat in November. And that's The Daily 202 for Tuesday, July 10th. Thanks for listening. I'm James Holman. I'll talk to you tomorrow.